I want to reach out, touch the world, and keep it safe. That's a quote from our guest today. Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast you really don't want to miss. You're about to get a sneak peek at what goes on behind the scene with an author. You'll find out their secret recipe for creating their book. They'll tell you where they get their ideas and inspiration, and you'll get the inside scoop on their next new project. And if you want to know more, we'll tell you where to find them on social media. So are you ready? All right. Let's meet today's author. Joining me is poet Minerva Garcia, and she's here to talk about her book of poems, The Journey of a Rainbow, My Poetic Journal, Mind Views. Now, Minerva is a very interesting and extremely accomplished person. She's a microbiologist by profession, but her passion is poetry. Minerva, it's such a pleasure to welcome you today to Books on Air. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me. You know, I think poets, to me, are really special people. They just have this wonderful voice in their head that hears words and language in different ways than we mere mortals do. And when I was reading your biography, I was really intrigued because you started writing at a very young age. Would you share how you started writing poetry with our listeners? Sure. Um, Well, I was in Dominican Republic, and my parents were here in the U.S. As a child, my parents paid a tutor and I noticed that my tutor um, encouraged me to speak and my other two sisters to write. I was very young, about four or five. I continue just speaking. I noticed that my uncles and family friends would sit me on their lap and I would talk and they were being entertained. Back then I didn't know it was poetry or something special, but something was special. And um, when I was in eighth grade, my teacher gave us a project, an assignment to write one poem, one story about the burden of the sea. It just happened. I came out with about 25 to 30, and it came into a book. And each day until I finished reading the whole 30 poems, I would stand in front of the class, and she would make me read them. And in high school, when... The last day, my teacher um, told me if I am going to college. I said, yes. She asked me, what's your major? And I said, biology. I'm going to become a doctor. And she said, what a shame. One day you're going to realize your talent. But the problem was that she never told me what's my talent. The assignment was to take one of one of assignments with Pygmalion or what, a poem that we read. And I was in very um, in, in, um actually impressed by Elizabeth Browning's poem, How Do I Love Thee? And I wrote an interpretation, and she made me read in front of the class, and I got a standing ovation, and that's what she meant. And wow. it took my husband to cover my poetry. Wow. That's amazing. I, that's such a great story. I mean, to have Thank started you. doing that so young and to have had that poet's voice in your head at that such a young age that's so amazing and exciting Minerva where do you get your inspiration for your poems 
Well, I'm inspired actually by everything. My subjects are usually love, life, death, daily issues, and any events that come across my mind, even dreams. But usually I see the words in as raindrops, and I have to mold them into words. And it usually comes so fast that usually I can even grasp those words into, into, into a poem. But I managed to do it. I start with a blank line, and it just fills it all up in the paper. So those are really my inspirations, anything that comes. It could be anything. It could be a rain. It could be a drop of rain. It could be a snow. Or it could be a dreary day. Anything. It could be anything. I noticed I looked through the table of contents for your book, and I noticed that you do, you have done all, I mean, it is, it's all kinds of different things. And a couple of things struck me. First of all, your work as a microbiologist is represented in your poems. There's one titled In the Microbiology Lab. There's another one entitled A Microbe, and there are several others. So your work inspires you as well? Well, the work is actually part of me. It wouldn't be me if it wasn't microbiology. And it wouldn't be microbiology if it wouldn't be a poem. To me, microbiology and poetry is combined. They're both. One can exist without the other. I have a passion for microbiology, and I also have a passion for poetry. They're both born in me, and both are so special to me because they both has made me who I am, and it brought me to where I am today and where I will be leading my future in tomorrow's. Oh, I love that. I think that's so appropriate. I mean, for a poet to say something like that about their work, to view your own work in those kinds of terms, I think is just amazing. I know I've used that word too many times already, but... But I love poets. I just, I love to talk to poets. I also noticed that there are several poets that you have done homage things to. Uh, Emily Dickinson, Edgar Allan Poe. Are those some of your very favorite poets? They are. They're really one of my favorites who inspire me to better my craft and, and to actually one day be recognized that can I be one of them? I don't know, because they were great poets in their own rights, and they yeah. still are, and will be throughout history. But I will, I can't compete with them, but I can aim to learn from them and to be like them, because their work will always live forever. They will never die. And through literature, they'll live forever. So if someone could read my poems later on in my life when I'm gone, and I've inspired them, and they could read my work. I think I've accomplished something that I wanted to accomplish. Yeah, and I think that you pick, the ones that you chose are the same kind of the same poets that I think I would have chosen myself because you did choose wonderful poets and Edgar Allan Poe is I think someone that many people sort of overlook because of the the short stories that he wrote that were um, horror stories in that particular genre but his poetry is quite beautiful if you read it Yes, they are. Now, how many poems are there in your book, The Journey of a Rainbow? Well, The Journey of a Rainbow, I believe they're probably about uh, 30 or 40 poems. I know that they're over 200 pages. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't count them per se, um, but my goal was just to just to bring it out to the open and have let it be viewed by the public and, and see what they think and what ideas and what they could come up with and what can they learn from my experiences. How long did it take you to compose the poems that you put into the journey of a rainbow? Um, well, a lot of these poems were for many years, but I just happened to put together. Um, actually, um, the literary agent had them for about 15 years. In their in their office, uh, ready to polish, but I delayed them because I never felt they were good enough. And eventually, I did publish them because one of my favorite niece she was like a daughter to me. She passed away; she committed suicide. And I had a dream that she said to me, "Here, which aunt in Spanish, if you're not doing now, you never will." And that inspired me to get on going and send it out and I made that phone call and it got done. What a powerful dream that must have been. It was. Wow. When you woke up, I bet you thought, okay, I've been told I need to do this and do it right now. Yes, I did because I never expected she would commit suicide. She was young, newly wet, everything her life going for her, yet she ended. So that was such a powerful message it got to be done now, not tomorrow, because those messages and these poems got to be shown and known to the world. Now, your husband, I notice you mention him a great deal. You feel like he has really been a power in your in your poetry. Tell me about your husband's role. Well, my husband only has been a power in my role of poetry because he was that person that recognized it. But he was that person who's been there, you know, like it. I'm in that ocean, and I'm like a beetle bug, and, and just on the leaf, and there's nowhere for me to be found or saved. And I'm, since I'm so small, almost like a scuff, like in this ocean, floating in, in the leaf, and he managed to come in with his big boat and save me and see me, even though I'm microscopic in a way. And he carries me on, and I live ever happy after. And that's what my life has been with him. I could never imagine my life without him or any, no one could have made me happy and saved me as he has in every way. And that's why many of your poems have love as a theme. Yes. Let's share a little bit of your poetry with some of the listeners. Do you have a poem that you could read to them? Yes, I do. I think for this time now with COVID crisis and the pandemic and all the issues that we have faced as a country and globally. And um, I think we have to start thinking differently now with, with the experience that we have. And now that we have the vaccine, I think we're getting a second chance at life. And I think this poem, Challenge, fits perfect because throughout my life, I see challenges that I have come and overcome. And I never gave up. I endured. And to me, it's so meaningful when I wrote Challenged. And to this day, I think it's powerful and it's very representative of anyone who could go through any challenge in life. And I think that's important for me, that poem. It sounds perfect. It sounds perfect. You want me to cite it? Please. Okay. Challenged. Challenge is facing obstacles and never giving up. It's combating a disease and rising each morning with the sun 
with a smile is comforting those in distress, even if you're there, and are realizing you're human, but that you could give a loving hand. It's loving your fellow man, even though there is none for you. It's getting wet when no umbrella are in your hands. It's opening your heart and filling your soul with love. It's giving hope and strength to those who lack. It's being kind and sharing yourself with those in need. It's searching for peace where there is none. And it's to seek liberty and live harmoniously despite what you may see, but to stand by your beliefs. To challenge the court for the view, for the truth, is the view, for God, the innocent, why there is crime. To question the unbelievers, evildoers, the pessimists, and or not could be the key. The beauty exists when you believe, keep it like this, break free, and yes, rest in peace. Oh, that's beautiful. And that's exactly, that's perfect for right now because you're absolutely right. There's so much negativity and so many challenges that are going on in our world right now. I think you just really have written a poem that's nailed the feelings that so many people are having. Thank you for sharing that one. Now, I'm sure that our listeners are wondering where they can find the book. So let me give them some information. First of all, they can find it on Amazon. And if you've never used Amazon, and I can't imagine there's somebody who hasn't, but I know that there are people who perhaps have never gone there to buy a book. If you're going there to buy a book, you just put in the www.amazon.com, and when the site comes up, there's a really big search box that's a big, long rectangle, and you would put in the name of Minerva's book. So put in The Journey of a Rainbow, colon, My Poetic Journal Mind Views by Minerva, M-I-N-E-R-V-A, Garcia, G-A-R-C-I-A. And then click, and the book comes right up, and the cover is beautiful. Is there a story behind the cover? It's absolutely gorgeous, Minerva. Yes, there is a story. Um, Throughout my life, um, whenever I've gone through dark passage, which there have been many, I've always envisioned a rainbow because I see rainbows and where there's just like a paper, there's nothing blank and you have to fill it up, create a beautiful poem. So when I see a rainbow, you see the sky, there's nothing there but a white. And all of a sudden, you see this beautiful, beautiful color and it's just so beautiful and so powerful because you see those lines almost connecting to the sky, and it's only like a message from God. Look at me. Look how beautiful. And to me, God in the rainbow is just so symbolic, and it's just one. And rainbow, those colors, the yellow, the green, the blue, the green, it's just so beautiful combined. And in order for you to get a rainbow, you need the sun, you need, the, you need water, and you need this vision for you to see it, and it's so special. And at the end of the day, I always look at a rainbow. And whenever it goes something difficult, I, I see a rainbow, and it's, everything changes. My whole perspective in life changes. 
I'm positive. The negativism is gone. Oh, I love it. I, too, love rainbows, I think, because they are so ethereal and so special. I mean, you're right. It, it's like a, a sign, a gift from God that he's showing us, that beautiful, beautiful rainbow. So that's on the cover of the book. And also, if people, when they look at the cover, up in the upper right-hand corner, if they've never noticed this on books in Amazon, there are two little words, look inside and if they click on those two little words, the book opens. Now, I'm using air quotes when I say opens because, of course, it really doesn't open. You just get the electronic page to change. And you'll be able to see the inside of the book. And you can see all of the poems. They're listed in the table of contents. And then there is a sample of some of Minerva's poems that you can read. And you can also purchase the book right there on that page. Now, I think, Minerva, that it's available some other places. If people don't want to buy it from Amazon, where else could they get it? Um, they could also um, go to Barnes & Noble. Um, they, um, that, that's a, the, the good other places that um, they could buy it. They could also get a Kindle um, through um, Amazon. Right. Right. And a lot of people use those electronic versions, and they work so well because you can take that that Kindle with you everywhere. I mean, you could read it on the train. You could read it if somebody was commuting to work and you were sitting in the back seat. You wouldn't want to do it if you were sitting in the front seat driving, but you could read it on the way to work. So I think those are just wonderful. Now, you're doing some social media. Let's talk about your Facebook page. How could they find you on pay, on Facebook? Well, they could find me through Minerva A. Garcia on Facebook. Um, they could also find me um, in um, Twitter. Um, so they just have to type my name, and they could um, immediately be um, linked into finding. And you're on LinkedIn. So if they also wanted to find yeah. you on LinkedIn, you're there as well. Now, I always think that it's important for an author, a poet, to have the final word about their work because it is your work and it's part of you. When our readers close the, the poem book, the book of poems, The Journey of a, of a Rainbow for the last time, and they've read all the poems what message, what do you want them to take away from your book of poetry? Well, I want them to be in the place that I've been, that they probably could be, and also that their life experience has brought them to darkness that has brought me, and they could probably like to be like the ones, like it has been mine. But they have to realize that they are a survivor like I am. So they have that connection. We all connect in this earth and this planet. And no matter what, what life it takes you, it's up to you to take it to the next level. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to stay? Are you going to be a survivor? Are you going to fall back and, 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 and fall and not become a survivor? And if you are a survivor, you want to continue surviving and continue striving that you want to reach out yourself for a better life, better future, and be positive, and then seek that rainbow. But if you didn't see it before, and if you did, 
have another perspective. There's the rainbow. There's a message from God telling me I must keep going and something better out there. And life will be better for you. You've got to be positive and look out and search for the rainbow. It will come. And next time you see it, put meaning into it and put meaning into your life and put meaning into other lives too. If other people don't have meaning to their life, help them and guide them just as you've been guiding with a beautiful rainbow. I love how you wound that up, how you tied in the title of the book and the theme of so many of the poems with the idea of the rainbow. That's so beautiful. And it's, I would expect thank nothing you. less from a poet. So thank you so much, Minerva. It's been such a pleasure to have you. Remember, you can find Minerva's book, The Journey of a Rainbow, My Poetic Journal, Mind Views by Minerva Garcia. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on iTunes as well as iHeartRadio. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I do hope you'll join our next Books on Air podcast because remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.